Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So we're in the second week of the series, This Is Me. Um, Kevin started it last week and it's been amazing. And what it's about basically is uh, how we, uh, Jesus and the church all fit together. What what makes us unite, what makes us join. And uh, so I hope that kind of explains it uh, briefly. So Kevin, in his first week, um, the first message was about this is the church. And it was about, how, as I just said, how who Jesus is who we are and how us and the church and how that establishes everything and we all fit together and it was amazing and the second week was uh, the second message was about this is the body and it's about how we function together as a church and it was really amazing and both of them started off with this uh, scripture from uh, Matthew and uh, I'm going to start it for this message as well so this the title of this message is going to be this is the building okay so we've had this is the church this is the body and now this is the building so if you could turn with me to Matthew 16, verse 13, and we're going to read through 19. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry, because it's up there already. So, yeah. So, in Matthew 16, 13 to 19, it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, so yeah, that one, uh, in Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am, the Son of Man am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He said to them, But who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, that's the scripture for this series. So, the first thing Jesus was asking his disciples, who people other than them say that Jesus was? And then he asked his, his disciples who personally they thought he was. And then Peter answers saying he's the Christ. And Jesus makes it quite clear that that wasn't like his mind telling him that. He hadn't figured that out himself. That was a revelation from God. And because of that, it was a blessing, a confirmation, and an establishment of something right there and then. You know, it was like it was like a moment that happened then. And obviously Jesus knew it was going to happen, but it was just... You know, you get those moments in life that just... That was the start of something. And this was the start of it here. So, um, so Peter's original name was Simon from birth. And Jesus had already renamed him Peter. And he confirms this rena- renaming here based on this revelation. You know, he'd already said it, but this was his real confirmation. So this is kind of when the title of the message kicks in. So if we go back to verse 18 in that scripture, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So if you were here last week, Kevin had said that the Greek translation for Peter was Petros. And that means stone. So he says to Peter, you are Petros, and on this rock, which in Greek means Petra. Both similar, but... Petros and Petra have very different meanings and like who, who did German or French or anything like that and then not only do you have to learn a language but you have to learn like the genders of the two different words well, it's just weird right <laughs> that doesn't happen in our language so basically I think uh, Petros is the male um, uh, sort of uh, definition of it and Petra is the female so they're very different 
and they have different associated words and meanings behind them. So Petros has the associated words with such as shifting, rolling, or insecure. Right? That's what it was known as back then. Sounds quite like my nature, and the nature of man maybe in general. So, uh, and Petra had different associated words. They were actually solid, immovable, and large. Right? So we've got these two words that sound similar at first. And he said, you know, you are Peter, stone, and but on this rock, Petra, I will build my church, you know. So, uh, so Peter is referred to as stone, but what is the rock that the church will be built on? So if we turn to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, there. Um, it, I'll just read it. Oh, there it is. And all of them drank the same spiritual water, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. And that word rock is the same word, Petra, that it was in the other verse. So we know that the rock, the solid rock, is Christ, right? So the church is going to be built on who Jesus is. So uh, let's kind of stop and look at what we have. Uh, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, Petros, which means stone, and on this rock, Petra, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So, so what we've got is we've got a plan to build something, and we've got some building materials. We've got Petra, and we've got Petros, right? So if we look at First Peter 2, verse 4 to 6, it says, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, and he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. In another version it says, being built up a house. What more you are as holy priests through the mediation of Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that are pleasing to God, that please God. And as the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem for great honor, chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts him will never be disgraced. So in this piece of scripture... Interestingly enough, we see ourselves being named stones, just as Peter was. Uh, except it says we're living stones. And then it follows up by saying that Jesus is the cornerstone. And I don't know if you're drawing sort of... Those two scriptures kind of seem very similar, but in that order, you know. We've got stones and we've got rock, you know, the cornerstone. So it says we're living stones. Now, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Who likes musicals? Anyone? We've got some sense people who didn't put up their hand. I like music, I love acting, but when they get merged together, something evil happens. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I seriously hate musicals. Uh, uh, there we go. That's me done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so, back when me and Hattie first started going out, Hattie loves musicals. I hate them. I made it clear from the start. She knew that. <laughs> so she says to me, um, oh, I've got this friend, and she's really cool. I really liked her friend, got on with her. She said, she's in like an amateur, uh, you know, uh, drama production. And she was like, she's got this play tonight. Do you want to come and support her? She, you know, she would love it if more people were there. And I was like, okay, a play, I can deal with that. I'll go. So I sit down and the first line is like, <laughs> and I'm just like, biggest evil. <laughs> and she's like, like this, because she knew fine well I hated it. But she knew if she said musical, I would not be sitting there. So. And plus, they're like four hours long or something like that. It's ridiculous. And then when you do get a break, the room's freezing and all you get is ice cream. That's like the worst thing ever. It's so, it's so expensive. It feels like I'm investing in shares in the production. But, oh, so anyway. I just hate it, right? And then I get to the end of it, like a couple of days later when it finishes. And I'm like, 
so where was your friend? And she was like, oh, she, she was had a part as a cleaner for like five minutes. I'm like, she didn't need any support, okay? So um, that was just a really bad time for me. And I, f- I felt something similar happening just recently. We went to see a film. And Hattie's like, you want to come see this film? It's called Frozen. Has anyone seen Frozen? Okay, uh, okay, I didn't expect that. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> she's like, "Come see Frozen." Like my family are going, like it's like Shrek or like Monsters Inc or something. You know, it's animated. And I was like, well, "I like Shrek. I like Monsters Inc. I'll go with that." Sit down, first line. <laughs> Same evil, right? And who knows that the film was moderately bearable because there was a funny snowman in it. And if he wasn't in it, that film would just be garbage. Okay, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Okay, but anyway, I'm getting to a point here. Believe it or not, in the scene, there's this uh, there's two sisters at start at the start of it, and uh, basically one of them's got this ridiculous film. She's got this uh, like a curse, but it's kind of like a blessing, and she can turn anything into ice. So she makes like igloos and and snowmans and throwing snowballs and snowballs at each other, and it's like really fun. But she basically gets too powerful and injures her sister. I believe that's right. I can't remember. I've tried to block it out of my mind, but. Um, God uses all things for good. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, she injures her sister, and someone's like, "I know the people who can help her, who can like heal her, who can uh, take this curse off her." So they basically they travel across fields and meadows and stuff, and then they get there, and they get to this sort of like cave or whatever it was. I can't remember. And there's just like a bunch of rocks lying on the ground, and they're like, "We traveled this far to see rocks, like." just doing nothing. They're like, well, that's great. She's going to die now. And we're just in a pile of rocks, right? But all of a sudden, the rocks start swirling around them. That would only happen in an animated movie. And then they turn into these little people. (laughs) And it turns out they can help her. And they, like, get her back to health. So it's all good. Okay. The point I'm trying to draw from this is, it says that in the Bible that we're stones, right? And in the same way, I think people come to the church looking for help. And they expect just to see stones, just dead stones that do nothing. They don't expect to find health, uh, help or health or anything like that, you know. But thank goodness the Bible says that we're living stones and not just dead stones, not just congregating and doing nothing, that we're actually alive, right? Um, oh, Hattie, I thought you turned the notica- notifications off this iPad. It said that your chickens are ready to harvest. <laughs> okay. Just in case you didn't know. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so we're living stones, right? That means that we need to we need to build together. We are an individual stone, but together we can be something great. We need to pull together, stand side by side. You know, the church isn't this physical building we're in here. And it's the church isn't those great cathedrals that are all over the world, you know? There may be places that hold the church, but, you know, that we are actually the church. We are the living stones that make up that, that building, you know? It says in, that, that we are being built up a building, or it also says in another version that we're a spiritual temple. You know, in the Old Testament, uh, the temple was a place where God revealed himself to his people, okay? Be it the tabernacle in the wilderness or the temple in Jerusalem, that's where God revealed himself to his people, but when the Son of God came to earth in human flesh, he referred to his own body as a temple. And when Jesus came, the concept 
of what a temple was and all its religious implications were completely transformed. What they'd been teaching on, you know, there's a place that God comes to and now Jesus is saying, you know, that my, his body was a temple. And it says that about our bodies as well, being the temple, and that also together we make the temple, yeah? So, uh, if you think about that, it says now we're being built up a, a spiritual temple. So God is going to reveal himself to us, but also through us, because we are now the temple, yeah? So, in Ephesians 2, uh, verse 19 to 22, it's going up. It says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God's Spirit. So it says it there, really. Um, I think sometimes we live in the Old Testament understanding, though. I think we treat the temple, the church, as a as the building. You know, we believe that's where God's going to show up on a Sunday, but not through the week, you know? So uh, we treat the building as something special, but God wants us to pull together and be something special, you know? So, um, thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he wants us to be the temple individually, but more importantly, together. I think it's more important that we pull together. He established a new covenant, so no more priests, no more sacrifices. Jesus became the one and only high priest, and he became the ultimate sacrifice. So that stuff that was all to do with temple life, you know, has been he's taken that responsibility, but he's just given us the responsibility of being his temple. Yeah. So uh, what's it mean for us to be a living church? Stones that make up a living building, as it was treated and described by both Paul and Peter. Here's just three points, but I'm sure there's tons out there. So number one, it's a place that God reveals himself to us and through us will reveal himself to others. You know, it says we're meant to be a city on a hill, a light in the darkness. And I think by being the church, by being the living stone, standing together, united in faith, that's what we're doing. You know, it's a uh, number two. It's a place where people who don't know God can come in and find shelter. But we're the bricks and the the stones that are the shelter in that. You know, and God will, you know, reveal Himself in that. So we need to cover one another. You know, not judge those who don't yet know Christ because if we show them the love of Christ then he'll be revealed you know number three uh, to be a community knit together by the love of Christ that is ever growing yeah we're not just a building that stays the same size it's constantly getting extensions done and we're happy about that you know what I mean so we can't just enjoy the same old building because it's, it's a living building we're living stones we're constantly changing constantly adapting you know even in nature there's safety in the community right so there's this large herd of buffaloes, okay, and then there's a few stragglers on the outskirts. Who knows that it's the buffaloes in the community are more t- less likely to get attacked by the lion than the ones who are on the outside, and that's just a, a principle of nature. And I think it's exactly the same here. You know, what I mean, we find safety in the church. Um, you know, then another point is, you can't do church at home, okay? I don't care if you're putting on a worship CD watching a podcast on Sunday and you're wearing your Sunday best (laughs) those things are good to do as well as church but they don't replace church and that's not the church you know Um, thanks Joe (laughs) some buffaloes don't like the herd because it's messy let me rephrase that some people don't like the church because it's messy (laughs) yeah 
wherever a lot of people are, there's usually a lot of mess. And sometimes it's easier to feel clean without that. But, you know, if we step into church, it's going to be there. But it's going to be awesome because we're all pulling together, yeah? Proverbs 14, verse 4, says, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increases by the strength of the ox. You know? And also, looking on... So, we want to be have increase and we want to have strength in that, you know? In Proverbs 18, verse 1, says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. And then it goes on to say, but he rages against all wise judgment. You know, isolating yourself, even if you get wise uh, counsel, good things said to you, you just go against it because you want to be by yourself, you know. And then Genesis, God says, it's not good for a man to be alone, you know. And I think that you can't, the, the preacher who's on the podcast isn't there with you. <laughs> so, so we've looked at the stones, Petros, which is us, it was Peter, and more importantly, we need to look at the rock, Petra. Okay, We've established that the rock is Jesus, and Peter 2 it says, You're coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor, and you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. So Christ is the rock. The rock is the same as the cornerstone, yeah? Um, that's what his church is going to be built on but we're going to be the stones that are you know, in the building you know. so let's look at the definition of cornerstone so I want to look deep into this so I spent a week studying with Andy who does a course in architecture and went into his work I didn't really, I just looked on Google <laughs> it was much quicker and much more convenient <laughs> so, sorry Andy, I would have loved to spend that time with you so, this is what Wikipedia said not Andy it says the, the cornerstone or foundation stone concept is derived from the first stone set in the construction of a foundation, important since all other stones will be set in reference to this stone, thus determining the position of the entire structure. Right? That's what the church is based off. Our reference, Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the stone that sets the standard for the rest of them. He sets the position in for the rest of them. It says he determines the position of the entire structure. That's just Wikipedia saying about cornerstone. But it's the same thing. Jesus is the cornerstone. So our reference and source must always be Jesus. That will determine where we go and what we do. And I'm just finishing up now, but there's a, a parable in the Bible that say that about a wise and a foolish man. The foolish man builds his house in the sand, and when the rain comes, all he had was washed away. But the wise man built his house on the solid rock, and when the, when the rain came, all... Oh, was it another notification? My chickens are ready. <laughs> uh, when the rain came, all he had built had remained standing because he built it on a good foundation. So let's build our lives on Jesus, the solid rock, yeah? Because if we build it on the things of this world, who knows that one day they're just going to wash away, yeah?